0: We live in a world where something is always brewing. Knowing that we are not alone in our struggles oftentimes gives us the strength to keep pushing forward. So pour that cup of coffee because you, my friend, are not alone. Welcome to coffee with Corey. Good morning. Welcome to Coffee with Corey. Huh, <sighs> if you don't have a cup of coffee, go get one. And Take it nice deep. Inhale. Exhale. Exhale. It's all good. It's Friday. Woohoo! Huh. Well, this past month, I've taken a a little siesta break from coffee with Corey. I'm being more intentional about listening to my body and just the rhythms that I'm in. And sometimes things need to get cut out to pursue peace and seek peace. And sometimes I notice if it's causing me extra energy to do something, I'm just going to listen to the fact that it's not fitting in seamlessly and allow myself to ride the waves of the storms going on around me and then come back to my interests once some things subside. And so, yeah, we had our toddler in sleep regression. We had a death in our family. We've had some other family transitions going on this past month, and I just felt like it was appropriate that I take a step back from this so I could focus my energy on some other things. But in light of all of that, I've come up with today's episode about seeking peace and pursuing peace. And it's so important that we find peace within us. I mean, we live in a chaotic world. We all have crazy drama lives. Things are going on at work. Things are going on at home. Things are going on in relationships. And for us to find our baseline of and creating a homeostasis of peace is vital for us being resilient in all of those other spaces. And so it first starts, what are we comprised of? What are we made up of? We have a body, we have a mind, and we have a soul. And in each one of those spaces, there is room for intentionality of pursuing peace. Let's start with physically. The things that I always have to check on is, am I getting enough sleep? Why am I not getting enough sleep? Am I drinking caffeinated tea before I go to bed? You know, am I not winding down on my screens before I'm going to bed where I have all these thoughts? Am I waking up in the middle of the night and not putting on something soothing or relaxing to push me back to sleep? Or am I scrolling and looking for that thing on Amazon? I forgot to purchase it during the day. So these are the things that I've had to recalibrate when assessing my sleep patterns and I need a wind down routine where I'll go to bed and I'll sit in bed and I'll read a little devotional or something to help me decompress, wind down, put my mind at ease and in a good space as I drift off to sleep. Another thing is being hydrated and drinking water. I mean, I think that people take that like, they feel like, oh yeah, drink your water. No, no, like for real, drink your water. Our bodies are primarily made out of water, and if you're not flushing out all of your toxins, it's no wonder you have brain fog, can't go to the bathroom regularly, your skin's breaking out, like all the things. Like, are you drinking your water? Are you hydrated? There used to be this commercial where a parent was at the um, sink washing their hands, and they were looking out their child at the window with their head down. The kid was kind of slouched over and then the parent glanced to a potted plant flower and it needed water. Like the soil was super dry and it was a commercial about hydration. And If you're not hydrated, you know, you're not functioning well. And sometimes I get bored with water. So I like to add like lemon or lime or um, strawberries or mint and like zhuzh it up a little bit. Like if you're like, I'm not a water drinker. Well, like there are so many things that you could do to zhuzh up your water. That's not an excuse. All right. So moving on from water. When speaking of moving, you know, my next point is move and we got to get out and move, whether that's stretching, whether that's doing some intentional exercises in the morning, going for a walk, having that part of your ritual, having that part of your daily habits is really going to increase your health. I find sometimes when I'm struggling with anxiety or some plaguing thoughts, going for a walk helps me. Mentally process it because I'm doing something with my body other than biting my nails, um, picking my lip skin, or, you know, popping a zit. And so if I take that energy and I go for a walk, it's so much more constructive for dealing with my mental state by just getting those endorphins going, releasing that energy in a healthy way. It's so great. Stretching, releasing the tension is so important. Sometimes I'll even while I'm waiting for my coffee water to brew, I will do like 15 push-ups. And that's how like I start my day, while I'm waiting for my coffee to brew. And it's just important to be intentional with adding in those little habits to become a well-oiled machine, right? A well-tuned machine. I love, you know, I've talked about it so many times, but I'll bring this book up again, Autonomic Habits. And The book um, by James Clear is so great. And it just talks about how small little improvements go a long way over time and how habits stack on top of each other. And if you create little habits here and there, the little things will give you a better overall quality of life. So then I'm going to move on to my next thing. Our bodies are in places, right? We inhabit certain environments. And one of the habits I've adopted is at night before we go to bed, I do like a quote unquote factory reset where I reset the house where, you know, I'll put make sure the kids' toys are away. I'll re-put the pillows on the couch. I'll fold the the blanket if we used the throw blanket on the couch, make it that nice and kind of put everything back to everything's loaded into the dishwasher and I start the dishwasher. My coffee pot is set up for the next morning. So when I wake up, all I have to do is hit it on. And so like setting myself up for the next day by closing out the day well gives me a great platform to start at when I wake up in the morning. It sets my day right because I've implemented those small little habits of making my environment aesthetically pleasing. And I've set myself up chronologically to have a smooth day by, by, by making sure that everything's in its place, by making sure my coffee pot's set up, by making sure... There's clean silverware. There's clean dishes. I already set the dishwasher on before I went to bed. Everything's done. Everything's clean. Have the things work for you work smarter, not harder, like my husband always says. And then a next thing about when we think about our bodies, like what are we putting into our bodies? I know we talked about water, but what are we putting into our bodies? Are we living off caffeine? Are we using that as a coping to like, hey, you know, I only know I only got four hours of sleep, but I'm going to drink six cups of coffee. We need to put good things in our bodies to have good results. And I'm all about eating healthy and whole foods, not junk and processed things. And I mean, I love eating out, but also I know the product that I produce in my home is going to be healthier than outsourcing and Also, it's more economical when we eat at home as a family versus going out to dinner. And I'm very intentional about making sure we're eating vegetables, we're eating healthy foods, things that don't have added dyes or added chemicals. We're going to make sure that we're eating healthy and not putting extra junk. And look at the the state of affairs that everybody is in health-wise. We want to Decrease obesity. We want to decrease the risks of heart disease or cancer. We want to make sure we're putting healthy things in our bodies. And for our family, we eat a lot of fresh produce and um, fruit. And one of my habits is when I come home from the grocery store, that's the time that I wash everything. I'll wash all the apples and I'll put it in peroxide or the strawberries I do with baking soda. But Making the habit is before I put the produce away, it's already washed and stored. So when the kids go to reach for that, it's already been washed. They're not having the extra parasites, chemicals that are on the exterior of the fruit because I've already taken the time before I put it away to wash it and make sure it's stored properly, ready to go, ready to eat. So that's one way to be intentional about, you know, even just eliminating the chemicals on healthy foods going that extra step, washing your produce before you putting it away. So we've talked a lot about pursuing peace and finding a homeostasis in our bodies. But now I want to move to mentally. And I talked about sometimes we have anxieties, thoughts that are perpetuated, that are pursuing worry, fear, anxiety, and that's everywhere. We look, we look on the news. It's the fear factors. People make so many decisions based on fear. The media is so driven by fear because that is going to captivate their audience. They have to pursue drama in order to keep us engaged. And so where do we hear about the fireman saving the cat out of the tree? I want that story. I want that hero story. But what's that song from the 80s? Dirty Laundry. It's like the dirty laundry sells. The tabloids sell. The gossip sells. And I think we need to eliminate those voices. Like for us in our home, it's I put on the news once a week because I just don't want that fear running through the house. I don't want that narrative. And not that I don't want to be engaged in current events because I follow it in other ways, but actually putting the news on the television is not something that's a regular in our home, because I don't want to perpetuate whatever they're selling. In addition to if someone's going to gossip or tell me something, I'm sometimes will be like, you know, oh, you know what, maybe you should just talk to that person directly. Because I don't want to put that into my mind, into my spirit. And setting a boundary about what you're allowing people to dump on you is so important. If you are having anxieties, you are having worries, giving yourself a pocket of time to process those things, to journal, to think to yourself, okay, I'm feeling this way. I'm thinking these thoughts, what is the root cause of this? And kind of breaking it down. And people do this in therapy with their therapists. But also I've always found journaling is a good way for me to like, okay, here's the thought. And what are these contributing factors to the thought? Okay, well, somebody might have said it to me. Now I'm like seeing the results of it here and kind of drawing a map with my little bubbles or pros and cons lists. I really like putting things on paper. I think it makes it real. It helps me to see the things right in front of me. It's not just my fleeting thoughts. It helps me establish cause and effect rationally. And so I feel like that's a really great tool to help you process things is writing it down, journaling doing your list, type it out, put it on paper. It makes it tangible and it gets, and it also validates it. There's so many times where I've felt things and I've been like, yeah, that happened, it's okay. Writing it down, putting it on paper, validates your feelings in a way that just acknowledging it in your head sometimes doesn't. It's like an extra layer of validation, I find. So definitely try it, get yourself a journal. I like nice little pens. I can't go anywhere without good pens. I'm kind of a geek like that. And then, yeah, who doesn't want a cute, like, nice leather-bound journal or a spiral-bound journal that has something cute on the front? Like, YOLO. Do it. Get one. Help yourself. Also, when we're, you know, talking about our mental state, I find that there are so many distractions. I mean, gosh, our phones are just such a distraction, right? And really focusing being present in the moment and being intentional to be where you are physically. And um, that means putting phones on the charger out of arm's reach, looking your kids in the eye, looking your spouse in the eye, being fully present. So many times I get mad when my kids have two screens on at once. My son will be sitting there with his computer and then the TV will be on. I'm like, no, pick one screen. There's not going to be multiple screens on. Like if you want to play your game, fine. If you want to watch the show, fine. But like we're not having multiple screens where you're like constantly divided in your attention. And same thing for adults. I need to parent myself in that way. I'm like, put your phone down, watch the show that you put on, give it your full attention. You know, you've waited how many months now for the end of Miss Maisel, watch it and pay attention. And it's like, no wonder we have the attention span of a goldfish because we can't keep track on one thing because we're constantly giving ourselves multitasked opportunities for attention to be distributed to three different things at once, and then we can't think logically, we can't solve problems. Why? Because we can't even sit still for five minutes in our mind to have our thoughts focused on one thing. So we need to be intentional about where we're letting our minds go, what we're focusing on, and when we are focusing on something, focus on it and it alone. Give your undivided attention to the one thing that is important in that moment. Be present. And then also with your mind and, you know, within your relationships, setting healthy boundaries is so important as well in what you're allowing people to say to you and talk to you about and not participating in allowing people's dysfunction to get into your space. You are the gatekeeper to your mind. You are allowing whatever you're allowing in, right? You have control over that. And so it is so important to recognize unhealthy things and put a boundary in those areas. And sometimes it's hard. It's going to take a little getting used to, but it will benefit you in the long run. And then the last thing that we need to pursue peace in is in our hearts and souls. There are things that I feel strongly about in my conscience, but yet my mind tells me it defies logic. And I sometimes have gotten a lot of resistance outwardly by peers, by uh, by other people in my life telling me this is why you shouldn't do this or but I have a peace in my heart. And every time I have went against the peace in my heart to go along with the persuasion of others, I have always lost. Yeah, there have been times in my life I've had a gut instinct, a peace in my heart about something that everyone else in my life was resistant about, and it's been successful when I've pursued it. And there's been times in my life that I have not listened to my heart and gut and my conscience and doing the right thing in my heart that I know is right and have gone along with the coercions or the persuasions of the other people around me, and it has bit me hard. And so, if you feel like sometimes you have a reaction to something or you know in your heart something is the right thing to do, do it. I'm giving you permission to go against the grain, to go against contrary belief or the people opinion in your life and pursue the peace in your heart. And sometimes that's hard, but I have to live with it. You have to live with it. When I've looked back on the times of my life that I've not pursued my what I knew to do what was right, I have so regretted it. And it taught me valuable lessons because out of that, I probably inflicted some sort of pain on myself. <laughs> I had to reap some consequence of not following my gut instinct in the peace of my heart. And so if you have a piece about something and everybody else is giving you crap about it, I'm giving you permission follow your peace. Follow the peace um, in your heart. And, you know, we started off this episode where peace is hard to find. We have conflict things swirling around us all the time. You need to have peace within your body, mind, and soul. And if you don't have peace within you, you're never going to be able to withstand the storms out there. And so we must first start with ourselves. And I tell my children all the time, you know, the only person you can change is you. You can't change their reaction to you. You can't change what's going to happen next. You can only change the way you respond to it. And the best way to responding to any unknown variable is already having a homeostasis of peace and solidarity. And how can we achieve that? By implementing peace in our body, peace in our mind, peace in our soul. And if we have peace Regularly within ourselves, it won't matter what comes at us, what is thrown at us, what is said to us, because we will already have that baseline of peace. And so I'm encouraging you today. Pursue peace. Seek peace. Be internally at peace with yourself today. I hope this encouraged you. Think about these things over the weekend and enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me today.